What's up, WizKids, and welcome to a regular season edition of Off the Bench where we're discussing the NBA. We'll get to the Wizards on Wednesday, Wiz Wednesday. Joining us for the podcast, we have the newest member of the digital team, Ryan, but we're calling him Dewey Dizdier. Joining us, welcome, Ryan. You get the first intro and, and voice. How are you doing? Excited to be joining our Wizard staff here with Chris Gearing and Zach Rosen. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, thanks for having me, and thanks for the intro. I appreciate it. We don't expect for you to replace Jeremy Hyman actually on the road Zach is going to do that but you do have some big shoes to fill because Jeremy is like one of those legacy players his jersey should be like retired right where Chris Gehring and Zach Rosen's on yeah. a little stand that we sit at. It should, right? We'll just hang a little. You got a jersey. Yeah, a little Jeremy Hyman. Yeah, he did get a jersey. That's <laughs> signed by a bunch of Wizards players. That's true. All right, so we're going to kick it off talking about the uh, NBA, and let's start with the East. Um, the excitement for this season, everyone's talking about LeBronless. Butler, who knows where he's going to go, mentioned some Eastern Conference teams. How excited are you guys about the potential in the Eastern Conference to see a new Eastern Conference final champ that may be the Wizards as well. There's a lot of talk, obviously, about the Celtics, which is warranted. I mean, mm-hmm. they played extremely well without two of their best players, both All-Stars, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. And then, obviously, you have um, the Sixers, which is where Ryan came from. Two superstars. They're young. They lost some some role players on that team. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they got better over the summer, but considering their guys are young and only going to get better, they – Ergo, they probably did get better. Uh, I'm sure Ryan can give us a little <laughs> yeah. more insight onto them. And then the Raptors have high expectations with Kawhi there now. Uh, you don't really know how the chemistry is all going to work. They have a new head coach who's from the previous system, so they're going to continue to shoot a lot of threes, focus on their depth, and really rely on you know their 12 men. And then uh, after that, it's kind of it's kind of open from what people are saying. Of course. We all have our own thoughts about the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Talk about the Pacers who got deeper over the summer. The Bucks who have a new coaching system, which you know I'll dive into at a certain point. But yeah, not having LeBron in the East is going to make things interesting. It doesn't seem like there's an impenetra- impenetrable wall in the way yeah. of yeah. all these teams suddenly. I think. No, go ahead. I was just saying, you coming from Cleveland, I know that's really <laughs> weird for you to well, not have LeBron too, right? What I was going right? to say is that with LeBron not now in Cleveland, mm-hmm. there's a lot of teams in the East that have, like I would say, a higher-than-usual potential to improve from within like pretty significantly. I would say that the Sixers are one of those teams. Believe it or not, the Celtics are one of those teams, too. Yeah. Um, the, the Raptors certainly are. There's nothing against um, DeMar DeRozan, but... Kawhi Leonard is is very good, mm-hmm. and if he comes out with the right attitude and he comes in with, um, you know, fully healthy as we expect him to be, they they can take a leap as well, which is, I would say, concerning for everybody in the East because they were a really good, really deep team, and we saw them in the playoffs be able to continue to use that depth in the playoffs, which sometimes is rare. Like rotations shrink in the playoffs mm-hmm. usually. I was impressed with the way that the Raptors used their bench and used their depth into the playoffs. We saw it um, up close and personal, unfortunately. So, um, And then the Wizards, obviously, I don't think there's any denying that they got better over the offseason. I mean, adding a guy like Austin Rivers to the bench alone, I think, can really open up some things for Scott Brooks. So we'll see how that all shakes out. But I think that the top of the East, I think, is I think is about right. I mean, it's it's Boston – 
it's Philly, Toronto. And I think the Wizards expect to be in that mix as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll see how we how we get there. Yeah, I think the top of the East, like you said, and is Dewey Jackson. talking by the way? Is Dewey <laughs> chiming in? Oh yeah, um, but I think the top of the East is pretty status quo, if that makes sense. But I think what intrigues me the most about the East this year is that there's exciting players on teams that may not contend for a playoff spot just by way of the draft because Trey Young's in Atlanta, Colin Sexton's in Cleveland, Kevin Knox with the Knicks. Like, There's a lot of Mobamba with Orlando even. There's a lot of exciting players to keep an eye on, and I think that'll keep things fresh and exciting throughout the entire duration of the season. But, I mean, like you guys were saying, Boston, very tough, especially with getting Kyrie and Gordon Hayward healthy. And then the Sixers with the development of Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz especially. And then I think net gains losing uh, Ilyasova and Bellinelli on paper is tough, but adding Wilson Chandler and Mike Muscala is probably probably improved from that just from a defensive standpoint. So they'll be a really interesting team to watch as well. Um, and then Toronto also with Kawhi. That's yeah. a whole new look, and that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Do you Coming from the Sixers, do you look at what happened last year and looking at this year? Are they like an X factor? They could be as great as the number one seed but as low as the eighth or even not make the playoffs depending on how they do this year. Well, yeah. But I imagine that's not going to be the case. <laughs> but just I feel like they're the type of team that you just don't – I feel like I don't know Absolutely. which way they're going to go. Yeah, I think they really – I mean, 52 wins last year, nobody thought that that was going to be what they hit, and they were really dominant for a stretch. They think it's 28 straight home games they won, but I think that because of that, they may have, I don't want to say peaked, but 52 wins is tough to get. Mm -hmm. And I think that, kind of like what you said, they were three seed last year. I wouldn't be shocked if they fluctuate a little bit, maybe five seed, four. Like, I think there is certainly room to improve, but by the same token, just because of how well they played, there's definitely room to kind of take a step back as well. It's made expectations really high for a really young team. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking about the fact that the Wizards are very familiar with how that goes. I mean, John Wall and Bradley Beal had a lot of playoff success. Well, relatively, they had playoff success really early in their careers. Um, Not maybe not super early, but I mean, their first couple of forays into the playoffs, they were very impressive. And then that led to... Okay, well now they have to keep growing. Yeah. Unfortunately, things got in the way of that. Injuries, LeBron James, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um now a lot of that has shifted and now the the Wizards are like a they're like a veteran group, especially in terms of playing together. Um they're a veteran group now. And so I think the the Sixers are going to have to really like push back against that expectations. I'm sure they have it of themselves and they should. I mean, they have two absolutely incredible players like i can't think of many in the nba that are like either ben simmons or joel Embiid. um they're like no question about it generational talents at least Mm -hmm. and so when you have that engine driving you the expectations are going to be high also your potential to reach them is fairly good i would say um so i think that they are going to have that target on their back now all season that they've proven they can play that way that's hard And I think that a lot of other veterans in the league would attest to the fact that that's really difficult. Um, And so it's going to be interesting. Jamoki just pulled up the Bucks. I think them and the Pacers, well, them and the Pacers, I think, are, they're not going to be talked about a lot. But I was listening to Zach Lowe's podcast, and he just said, like, I don't have a lot to say about the Pacers. They're just really good. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true. I think they are really solid. I don't know what their ceiling is. 
I don't know if it's much higher than what they played at last year, but they played the Cavs and LeBron really tough before the you know, before LeBron went on to take the Cavs past the Raptors. So I, I want to know like where they can be this season, and I and I don't think they've had a lot of change that's going to make them slide too much. Yeah. Um, so I they're like a really Oladipo interesting team. came out of nowhere and just like rocketed to the top as one of the best guards in the combo guards in the NBA and just really put the Pacers on their back. What I want to see this year, as I had the Bucks up, is Giannis the best player in the Eastern Conference and can he lift up Milwaukee, Zach? I mean, I, I think there's a debate if it's him or Embiid or Kawhi. Uh, I don't really know the answer, but I think Giannis in this new system has the potential to be the best player in the East. And the Bucks are shooting way more threes already, kind of like the Wizards. They're shooting more threes, focused on layups. Budenholzer is getting rid of their awful mid-range game. Uh, he's just proven that he's a great coach. I mean, he won 60 games with that Hawks team that mm-hmm. ended up having four All-Stars. That I think only out of them, Al Horford has made it back to the All-Star game, and that's also because he's on a really good team and he's a great yeah. veteran player. It's not about his numbers. Um, but Budenholzer is just such an upgrade over Jason Kidd, and I feel like as a as a former Bucks fan, quote-unquote, <laughs> uh, I can say that, not about many teams. I don't want to like rip on coaches, but it's an upgrade, and then Joe Prunty came in and – they just weren't well coached, and now they have a really good NBA coach with some interesting pieces. I mean, they drafted DiVincenzo, who was the NCAA star. Uh, I think there's some players like Della Vadova who are going to thrive in this system. Uh, John Henson shooting threes, like Jan Mahinmi, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it comes down to Giannis. It comes down to Eric Bledsoe playing smart. Chris Middleton's in a contract year, and he could get paid this summer. He's really good. Um, but, yeah, they're – in the preseason, you're they're kind of like have been destroying teams, and it's it's interesting to see that happen. Um, again, the one thing that holds this team back is that they don't have a history of winning with this current squad. So, how are they going to handle winning success if they hit a roadblock and they have high expectations, which they do? How do they respond to that? And I think that goes for all these teams: the Pacers, the Wizards, the Sixers, the younger teams that haven't experienced as much winning. For sure. Giannis, by the way, like another one. The East is kind of – it's funny how we look at the super teams in the West, which we'll get to, but there's there's all this – there's this collection now of also, as we said, generational talent in the East that is that has not reached its peak, r- mm-hmm. really any of it. I mean, Simmons, Embiid, Giannis. Um, but with that said, like Zach said, Giannis is going to have to take on, I would presume – as the team's best player, as the team's superstar, like he has to take on this load of leadership as well. He's still a really young guy, and we've heard you know the Wizards talk about how they've really just had to grow and like continue to grow, continue to refine their leadership skills and style. Um, Giannis is going to get there. They have others that can help. Um, certainly, Chris Middleton is one of those who is who is a veteran and an All Star level talent. Um, so they are going to be a really interesting team. We watched them play. The Wizards were very tough. Um, and we know, like, Giannis in the preseason, you try not to look at too far into preseason. Yeah. But when they're, like, putting it on teams like they have been, I, th- I still He's think it's a little guys bit. I think it's a little bit of, like, putting the, serious. Yeah, it's putting the league on notice a little bit. Yeah. And, like, everybody in the NBA knows that, like, when Giannis 
gets refines his game a little bit more, mm-hmm. he is going to be absolutely terrifying to handle on both sides of the floor. Yeah, um, and he could reach, he could start to reach that that level um, this year, and so that's what makes the Bucks really exciting because it's going to make everybody else better. Like we've seen it with guys that can take over games like LeBron and Kevin Durant. Um, everybody on the floor gets better because of that as well. Yeah. Um, and Giannis isn't afraid to share the ball either and knows how to. So it's going to be a very interesting year for Milwaukee. A team we're playing in our season opener, Miami Heat. I feel like a team that not many people are talking about. But same team as last year. Hassan exactly, Whiteside, exactly, what is he going to do? Yeah, Goran. I mean, yeah. can he lead a team? I Whiteside can't lead a team. But yeah, they have this – Someone had a good point I was listening to that they have institutional leadership. They have Pat Riley, who knows how to win. They have Eric Spolstra, who is that their leader of their team. They don't re- rely on their players as much to be the leaders. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I think Drogic, at the end of the day, is probably their leader. And they just have a lot of Swiss Army knives that have given the Wizards fits over the years because they play really, really hard, and they're not going to go away at any point. They can make threes. Dwayne Wade, I mean – it's hard to ignore that he's kind of their their guy at the end of the day who's going to get the ball. He is, in a way, their veteran leader, but he's also – he came back and, you know, there's like a – I don't I think everything's cool over there, but still there's like – I don't know if like the whole team is like Dwayne Wade, like bow down to him. Because yeah. It, you have to separate the fact that like he's on your team, but he's also like a legend, and I feel like sometimes that can be hard to deal with. But then they have Udonis Haslam who – has a roster spot, honestly, to be a coach in a way. Yeah. So maybe I do take back they don't have veteran leadership a little bit, but uh, I think if you look at their core, who they rely on to score, they those aren't veteran, you know, those aren't guys you think of like best players in the league. Um, but they have a lot of guys who can do a lot of things, and they're just they're going to be a tough out. It doesn't matter when you play them; they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to give someone a six game series, probably. They're just a fit to play against. Uh, we played the the Wizards played the Detroit Pistons in the preseason. What is that team going to be like for a regular season? That I think when they brought in Blake Griffin, it was like we're going up, and yet they went down. I wonder how they're going to gel, and can they be a playoff team? What do you think? I think that having Blake Griffin for a whole off season and being able to kind of work him into the system more and just kind of. I don't know, more so develop within. I think it puts them in a good chance to make the playoffs as like a 7 or an 8 seed. But Mm -hmm. the Pistons are just a really interesting team to me because of the Blake Griffin trade because I think that they had some good pieces in place before that trade. And then making it, it kind of – it really shook up the roster. So seeing what they can do this year in an East that's a lot more wide open I think will be very indicative of what their future will be uh, in the next couple years. And I think the style that they're going to have to play, I mean, when you put your eggs in the basket of having Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin, like that puts you in not really a box, I guess, because Blake Griffin can do a little bit of everything. Like he can make threes. Um, but the way that they're going to have to play, I think, is kind of counter to the way the, the league is going in some respects. I mean, they mm-hmm. have shooters on their team. Um, you know, Luke Kennard, Stanley Johnson is really trying to develop a three point jumper. Man. Reggie Bullock can shoot. Um, but those guys aren't, um, there, there aren't like a a tremendous threat outside of that. Like Reggie Bullock is a shooter for sure, but like, he's not really going to, he's not really threatening to do much else. 
Stanley Johnson is a really, I guess, um, I think this is a big year for him. I think it's interesting how his development has been or um, how he hasn't really fit in to be what they hoped he would be maybe. Um, but Reggie Jackson, the point guard, I think is – I think he has something to prove as well. He was hurt a little bit last yeah. year too, which I know affected their yeah, team. Yeah, for sure. And so I, it's just gonna—it's going to be interesting to see how the best teams and playoff teams that have success are able to assert their style of play on other teams. I don't know how that happens for Detroit. I, I mean, I think that if you look at how the Wizards would play the Pistons, I—I I don't know. You know, they have the bodies to. to handle Drummond and Griffin and so what do they do then you know if, if mm-hmm. they're not attacking the basket very well or they're not really making that two big man type thing work then what do they do I think that's the question mark for them and Dwayne Casey's their new coach and we saw in the preseason game that they were jacking up a lot of shots and not a lot of them were going in but I think he's he's really just going to push for them to to play his style but at the same time, their personnel wasn't built for his style, so mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a tough adjustment. Um, I think when you look at this team, it's like, yeah, they can easily make the playoffs. They could easily not make the playoffs, and it's really, <laughs> I I truly think it's going to come down to to how they defend because they do have some interesting guys who will get in your face and play tough defense against you. Um, but yeah, the they were not impressive to me in the preseason game but I think that will change I think Dwayne Casey's a really really good coach we've experienced it firsthand Mm -hmm. I think Blake Griffin once he kind of figures out his role on this team will have a big impact on on them um and I mean they did come back in the preseason game and it took a really big effort from John Wall to put the game away um so yeah I mean I don't I wouldn't look too much into Detroit I know that we they're one of our sleepers last year and they yeah. they were right there at the end. They, you weren't really expecting them to make that kind of trade because you know like Tobias Harris would fit really well with their scheme right now versus Blake mm-hmm. Griffin probably. But you want a superstar in this league. It's a superstar league. Yeah, and uh, let's use this as kind of a bridge to the Western Conference as well. Our rookie is Troy Brown Jr., a rookie that maybe you're really looking forward to see in either conference. We mentioned Mo Bamba from Orlando on the Eastern Conference side. You know, let's open up the floor. Who do you all want to see and imagine may end up being rookie of the year at the end of the season? Yeah, I mean, well, speaking of the Western Conference, the one that we're only going to get to see once here is Luka Doncic. And, I I mean, he is kind of – he got a lot of talk at the beginning of the draft. And I think in the preseason we saw – again, you can't put too much into it, but, I mean, we saw why. And I'm very intrigued as to how he's going to be able to play um, alongside – a really interesting roster in Dallas. I mean, there's there's veteran leadership there for sure. I mean, Dirk, DeAndre, Wesley Matthews, um, along with some young guys like Dennis Smith, who has a lot to prove this season. I think this is a big year for him. Um, so they're they're an interesting team always. They're a team that the Wizards always struggle against. And so yeah. um, adding, I mean, mightily. So adding Luka Doncic, um, I'm really interested to see just kind of his season, how it plays out. Yeah, that's a that was my pick. But yeah, he, <laughs> Sorry, I mean, yeah. watching him in the preseason, he looks as good, if not better, than advertised. And I mean, he's still so young. I think for me, a uh, rookie to watch, Mikael Bridges, just because I'm really intrigued by his game. Because I mean, he was at Nova for a while and really played well throughout his time there. But I think uh, a big concern with him and what people have is that 
what you see right now might be what you get, and there might not be that much room for development. And I think he's a, a very a good 3 and D player as it is right now, but I want to see how much can he grow. And I think being in Phoenix, he'll have an opportunity to get good looks and good usage. And I think watching him just kind of refine his game and just try to etch out a role will be really interesting to see, especially since I believe he's already 22. So um, he's yeah. got he's a little older than some of the rookies in this class, so it might have to be uh, a little bit more production sooner. A few other rookies in the East that Ernest talks about that I'm interested to watch, and we didn't talk about either team because they're one of them is not going to be good, and the other one could be a playoff team. But Wendell Carter on the Bulls is a grown man. He is going to be really good. I think the Bulls, everyone's like, they can't play defense, whatever. I mean, they're, but they're super young. so And really talented. Yeah. Laurie Markkinen is a very good player already, and yeah. he was as a rookie. Then you have uh, Chris Dunn. I think Justin Holiday's super underrated. Zach Levine, Bobby Portis, uh, Jabari There's just got there. So A lot of lottery picks. Yeah, they, they've got a lot of talent. Are they going to be able to compete right now? I don't know, but I think this is going to be a good team in a few mm-hmm. years. And then the other rookie would be Miles Bridges on the Hornets, who fell a lot further than people thought. The Hornets are an interesting team. Uh, they seem to go like every other year they make the playoffs. And I don't really know what to expect because someone like Malik Monk had a really bad rookie year, but he could easily bounce back. He's 19 or 20 years old. They still have Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who is a really interesting piece that's still young. I mean, he's Bradley Beal's age, 25. Mm-hmm. Um, got picked right before him. And then it starts with Kemba, and they've got other they've got other guys. I mean, they're going to – I think this team, they have a new head coach, uh, Borrego, who came from the Spurs, which means they're going to play really hard. Um, and I'm interested to watch them. And they're a team that was already difficult for the Wizards last season for whatever reason. Um, so I think that they're – they're certainly a team to watch. We're going to have to play them four times. We're going to see a lot of them. Um, and they've got a lot of talent. Um, the other if, thing, by the way, the other side of that Luka Doncic trade, Trey Young in Atlanta, um, I know that he's not under the radar. I know that he was heavily covered in college. And I think Trey Young. Maybe to his detriment a little bit. I think that put a lot of pressure on him. Hit early. a game winner the other night. But From the logo. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he has crazy range. He has confidence in his game. And I don't know what kind of defensive player he's going to be able to be. He's really small for the NBA. But offensively, I mean, he can be – he could really turn into a problem. And I think that everything in the NBA, when when guys get keyed on in college and then come to the NBA, it's almost like – it doesn't get easier because the NBA is a grind and it's a marathon. But there are times when, for guys like Trey Young, the NBA spacing opens mm-hmm. up like a whole new world for the guys with that skill set. And I think that Trey Young's going to experience that. I don't know, like, he's certainly going to get plenty of attention because if you look at the Hawks roster, like, they have work to do. Um, they're they're probably not going to be very good. But I think Trey Young's going to be, he could be really really exciting to watch um, early in his career. And certainly as he gets used to the NBA, um, he's going to get a lot better. They still have Vince Carter still playing oh, yeah, in the league. Yeah, he just signed with them. Good awesome. I think, really good vet I think Trey team. Young's entering the same kind of situation that John Wall entered as a rookie where he's mm-hmm. he might be the best player on the team, but he's a rookie, and mm-hmm. so he has to balance that. Um, but his te- like the Hawks are going to like playing with him because he's going to get them open shots because he's going to require a lot of attention. And yeah, and he's also a great passer. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. he's going to be really good eventually. I just think, again, he's going to be asked to do way too much right away. But For I'm sure. excited to watch him. He's going to, like – like uh, 
Ryan said, there's so many players that are going to be fun to watch that mm-hmm. are on bad teams that yeah. like each game will have some intrigue. Yeah. Uh, okay, so intrigue in the Western Conference. I remember we were talking about the GM poll had Golden State Warrior eighty per, oh, Warriors eighty eighty seven percent chance of winning the NBA Finals. What's Sounds your thoughts right. on the on the Western <laughs> Conference? Can Houston unseat them? You know your X factor kind of team. I think they, I think Houston needs another piece. Still, they lost some defense. Ariza, Mbamute both left. So if I mean if Jimmy Butler is available and they get him eventually, I mean yeah they could they could beat the Warriors, but they were so close last year. If Chris Paul didn't get hurt, they probably would have beat them. Yeah, I think that's the frustrating part. But whenever you have Chris Paul and James Harden, you can make magic happen. PJ Tucker's gonna just have to step up a lot without a reason. Mute. I do really like the Marquise Chris trade. They they got him for Ryan Anderson, who wasn't playing and getting paid way too much money to not play. I know they took on Brandon Knight's contract, but at the same time, like Chris is only what twenty one or twenty two. Yeah, really high not. draft pick, high motor. Interested to see him. Uh, Eric Gordon's still really good. They're expecting James Ennis to kind of fill one of those roles as a three and D guy. I think he can do that. He comes from the grit and grind in Memphis. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Houston has a chance. They, it's just a different team. They're going to have to play with a little bit of a different identity. My dark horse is Utah. I just think Ooh. they're so hard to beat. They um, are, yeah. They are. They had, I mean, they drafted a superstar last year in Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert is one of the most underrated players in the league. Ricky Rubio has been so good. Inglés is so underrated. Um, the one thing with them, I would say, is like I think at times their offense can get stagnant because of the talent. And hopefully Grayson Allen can help them with that. But at the end of the day, this is a defensive-minded team. Yeah. Uh, you know, you forget like they have Jay Crowder, that yeah. they have uh, Alec Burks. Exum is Joe Ingles. Healthy. I mean, Ingles <laughs> is great. So I mean, this team is is interesting. Uh, Derek Favors resigned there, which was uh, curious to me. Yeah, uh, maybe he didn't get paid as much as they thought he would get paid. Um, but yeah, this this team kind of is starting to remind me of how Memphis played a little bit back. Hmm. Yeah, except they don't rely on their bigs as much. They, I mean, we saw it. The two times that we played them, they're a team that they're one of the rare teams that like they're going to be probably the best defensive team in the league. If not, mm-hmm. you know, if not, they're going to be top five. You can just, I mean, it's almost a lock. Um, and with that, they're one of the few teams that can enforce like like force a very much slower pace on a team. And in the league right now, that makes things really hard. I mean, the Wizards like to play fast. There's a ton of teams that like to play fast, and when you play Utah. You just can't. Um, they know how to execute. They now have a star in Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert is also a star, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, I mean, yeah, they're just going to be, they're just going to be really hard to beat. Um, they're going to be hard to beat in the series. Now that they've been there, they have a, they have a really crazy home crowd as well. When we talk about like big games and stuff like that, um, home court's a big deal for them. We'll see if they can get it. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be really tough to beat. Probably a top four contender. Their wing in the depth West. is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Royce O'Neal, Davo <coughs> Cephalosha are like their sixth and seventh guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, just you, teams you, are kill for that. Yeah, you just are not going to be able to score on them under any circumstance. Like you get no break from them. Uh, they're going to come after you the entire game. Yeah, and I think that Mitchell this year uh, is due to take an even bigger step, and he really surprised so many people. But I think from the big three from last year's rookie class, him, Tatum, Simmons, 
I think his game may be the most sustainable, and I think that he projects to have the best year out of all of them. And just kind of down the line, I think he has a chance to be the best from that class. And I think that building on what he did in his rookie year with the talent on that roster, and they kind of remind me of um, like a high-end version of the Pacers, whereas they play really tough, good home court, have a very dynamic backcourt player. And I, I think that I, I agree with the, both of you that they're going to be a, a really tough team to beat and they can make a lot of noise in the playoffs. Yep. Here well, comes so LeBron. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that was my – okay. Just flip the page. I did. Um, I don't know. I just don't know what to think of LeBron being on the Lakers. It's just weird as it is. And just did he go to a team that he could really elevate to compete against Utah or Houston or Golden State? And we're not even on talking about Oklahoma City Thunder yet or Minnesota, I think, right? I think what a lot of people got caught up in this season is that the Lakers offseason went like they added LeBron, and that's great. And a lot of people were thinking about how, okay, where's the other star? Who's the other star going to be that they're going to get to come with them? And then what followed was – JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo. When the point with the Lakers is not any of those guys, it's Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, um, Kyle Kuzma, how those guys grow, Josh Hart, um, how those guys grow around LeBron and how LeBron makes them better, I think is mm-hmm. going to be the story of why the Lakers are good or not as good. But I wouldn't, I will never bet against a team with LeBron James. At this stage <laughs> in his career, he's just. Like he's just too good mm-hmm. to bet against making the playoffs. Now, where in that picture they're going to be, I really don't know. I mean, they could really struggle at the beginning and sneak in as an eight seed. They could use that veteran, you know, core, even though it seems weird, like Rajan and Lance Stevenson with LeBron. It's just like <laughs> seeing them try to be friends is, is odd. But like, um, if that clicks and, you know, then maybe they get off to a hot start and they just are a good team. But I think, um, LeBron's too good to not make the playoffs. It's just a question of it really is a wild card where I feel like they could be anywhere from I don't know, four to eight, eight, three yeah. to eight. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the re- I mean the top two seeds in the West. I would not argue with Golden State or Houston, but it's gonna be interesting. I like two of their rookies who worked out here that we really like. Makai yeah. Luke and Wagner. Mo. Mo Mo is gonna be a good player. I don't know if it'll be this year. And then Zvi is already being talked about a lot. He can really shoot the ball. Um, yeah. And the only other thing I'll say about the Lakers is they have a lot of trade pieces. And yeah. they're doing well. They're going to make a trade for sure. Yeah. Are we forgetting about Oklahoma City Thunder? Minnesota did well. You know, they made some progress last Minnesota's year. But I know they're going through problems. some issues. Yeah, Just a few problems. Just a few. <laughs> Real wild card right now. I think OKC, the, the big trade they made was to get Schroeder who gives them like another guy that they didn't have another ball handler because Russell Westbrook and Paul George have the ball in their hands so much mainly Westbrook I mean mm-hmm. he he really uh is best when he can distribute and and score and it seemed like last year they were a little stagnant uh it's an interesting team I mean they're gonna they're gonna be good they'd probably compete for the top of the east but based on who they're with in their conference, it's going to be tough. I think Nerlens Noel was an interesting pickup. I still think Steven Adams is one of the best centers in the league, and I don't know why everyone's so big on Nerlens Noel. They already have, like, a guy I would love to have on my team. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, any other teams in the Western Conference that you want to talk about? We've been going a while here, and I know we could 
go on. I mean, obviously, Jimmy Butler, whatever happens to him, could could greatly shape reshape the landscape of the NBA uh, very soon. Uh, Golden State, the fact that they got Demarcus Cousins is just like just took them to another level. I think it's a I think it's a testament to Golden State that we just talked about the Western Conference and just kind of just left yeah. them as like. You know, like obviously they're going to be the one seed if they want it. If they don't, then they won't be. But come playoff time, I mean, they're going to be a beast to deal with as usual. And um, you know, that core knows how to play together. The the other teams in the in the West that I really are inter- am interested to see. It starts with yeah, you just got Jamokes the um, the Denver Nuggets. I mean, they have a ton of talent. I mean, you look at some of the guys Donald that are Sloan. Yeah, our guy still wearing a Wizards jersey on, on the Nuggets <laughs> roster. But, um, I mean, you talk about what's probably going to be their rotation, and there's talent like Michael Porter Jr., which obviously we don't know what his injury situation is going to be, but like they, they don't need him to step in and be, that, be a guy yet. Um, they just have a ton of talent that I think is finally going to start. We talk about that, that learning curve that takes you from – like a good rookie mm-hmm. to being a really a real playoff threat. Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, uh, they're approaching that age now and that experience where uh, they haven't been to the playoffs yet. I don't believe that group. Um, they just missed, yeah, but um, this Isaiah could be a year. They have team. Isaiah he Thomas now. Teach them how to get to that next level. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's for sure true, especially for two guards. Healthy. Yeah, um, this team. I think. They're deep, but I'm worried about their defense. But outside of that, I mean, they have time. Yeah. Paul Millsap had a down year because he was hurt. But this team, Malik Beasley's a solid piece. Will Barton, people kind of underrate him, just think he's still like this gunner, but he plays decent defense. Um, yeah, they're interesting. I mean, obviously, Jokic is the focal point. He should be an all-star this year. It's just tough to be an all-star in the West. Yeah. It's going to be even harder now. I know. Like, I'm looking at – we didn't even talk about – and we still can. But, like, Portland, yeah. are they even on the radar? Phoenix, without Devin Booker for a while, mm-hmm. I feel like they kind of are going to go slow from the beginning unless Aiton ha- is just amazing. Yeah. Phoenix has a lot of young pieces It's got a, that they have to learn a lot, all of them. Do. Yeah. Um, and so we'll see. Portland, I love Portland. I love watching Damian Lillard play. I love C.J. McCollum. Um but they they also are kind of a crossroads as a team and you know proving that that can work and that they can win in the playoffs with that core. I mean obviously they're going to be tough to play in the regular season but we've seen them really struggle in series. Yeah, the playoffs didn't go well after they came into the playoffs scorching hot. They played really well at the end of the season and I I don't know. I don't I'm not sure that they're built to compete in the playoffs mainly because their lack of wings. Like they don't have a guy or two. I mean, Evan Turner was supposed to be that guy. Alan Crabb was supposed to be that guy. They traded him. This team, um, it, it's it's tough to win without those kind of versatile wings, but their backcourt is so good that it gives them a chance. And I think Zach Collins could have a big year. He's going to be really good. Another underrated player to watch in coming up in his second season. And another team that I think is interesting after Dallas is Memphis because last year they're without Mike Conley, Marcus All. You know, kind of got David Fisdale fired. Yeah, one way or the other. Yeah, I don't even know if was that still last year. I don't even remember. I think it was. It was. Yeah. Then they now he's on the Knicks. Yeah, which another we didn't even talk about the Knicks, but we saw a lot of them in the preseason. Uh, but the Grizzlies, and you add you add Conley back, you add Gasol. You know, hopefully a happier Gasol, more interested in in 
in you know the winning culture again. Kyle Anderson they got, you know, do they overpay for him? Maybe, but Jaron Jackson is going to be a stud. Yeah, he's really good. And then Javon Carter is like ev- one of everyone's yeah. favorite players in the draft. He's like a Marcus Smart kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested. I think they could be a little under the radar again. If they're in the East, they're a playoff team. Like I wouldn't even think twice about it based mm-hmm. on who's on their team, but. I think it comes down to how do these guys respond from their injuries. Um, Chandler Parsons just, you know, he's struggled so much since he got there. Yeah. I think Garrett Temple is a good addition for them. You know, we all know how much we love G Temp. Um, so, interesting. Yuta Watanabe team. from GW. Oh, yeah. Watanabe. <laughs> yeah. Doral Moore's on that team. A couple of Wizards workouts there. Yeah. Uh, interesting team. Uh, I think they're going to be tough to play night in and night out. I don't know how much they're going to win, but yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right, well, there you have it. I think we've pretty much touched on several teams, and we can see how the season goes. Uh, and, and then we'll do our next podcast. I'll just focus on the Wizards. Back on the Wizards, Wiz Kids. Hope you enjoy Off the Bench with Zach Rosen, Chris Gary, and our newest member, Ryan. But I'm calling him what? Dewey. 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 <laughs> there you go. All right, ciao for now, Wiz Kids.